0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Be Social. My name is Sarah, and I am the owner of Jane Media Services. Today I am here with Jessica Vaughn of the Second Harvest Food Bank of the Greater Valley out of Manteca, California, and she is the Director of Development and Communications for Second Harvest. I am very excited to be here with Jane
1: Media Services today.
0: Thank you. We are super excited to have you. And for those that don't know, I'll give a little bit of backstory. So Jessica and I have known each other for years now, like a long time. However, she reached out recently because she was managing and running and doing all of the things for Second Harvest Food Bank's social media and website presence. And while she was doing a fantabulous job, it was a very small sliver of her overall scope of work. Yes. (laughs) And so she was like, hey, I think that this could be – just done better if I had a second set of hands on this. Is that something that you would be interested in in talking about?
1: Yeah. And I think it really became apparent to us during COVID as we were starting to connect differently with our audiences and social media was becoming more prevalent and an easy way to reach out to donors and participants and anybody that really wanted help figuring out how the food bank works and what to navigate. So I felt that it was time to have a stronger social media presence that was more collective and really spoke to who we are and what we do in the community.
0: So we reached out to Sarah and we said, can you help us? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the thing too, is that when you think of food bank, like in all honesty, for me, not knowing a whole bunch, I'm thinking, oh, this is where I give my cans at the end of the year. You know what I mean? When in fact, what you do is so much more involved than that. and it is why if you guys ever have an extra 15 hours you should ask Jessica all of the services that Second Harvest offers because yeah. it is it's impressive even for me when i first started at Second Harvest
1: you know when you go in for a job interview you do an inter- you know you do your research you do your due diligence yeah. and so for the i always tell people this story but it cracks me up still to this day 10 years later When you sit at your desk and you have a job and you focused on learning what it is and figuring out how to help people. So for the first two weeks I sat there, I kept looking around like, okay. And then finally, one of my coworkers said, what are you looking for all the time? And I said, well, I'm just wondering like... When the people show up that we feed, how does this happen? Seriously, <laughs> seriously, because I it did not even dawn on me that a food bank is very different than what a food pantry is. Yeah. And that's why we need somebody like Sarah that can kind of help us differentiate those things. Yeah. Because like she said, we operate very differently than what you would expect.
0: You are like the Amazon uh, of food distribution <laughs> in, in the Central Valley. Yeah,
1: it's pretty impressive. So in our warehouses in Manteca, we do have two that are side by side. And our main goal is to bring the food in. And then we work through a network of partners. So food pantries, community organizations, churches programs like our senior program or fresh food for kids, schools, schools and that's how we're able to actually move the food out of our facility. So it's not necessarily that people are coming to us because it's not always convenient. We're sitting in Riverbank today. Imagine at today's gas prices, if you were hungry, could you feasibly make it all the way to Manteca to get food? Probably not. No. But if we have a neighborhood church that's a mile or two away from where we're sitting right now. And we do. And we do. <laughs> and a mobile site too. Right, That makes a big difference for those families and those seniors that are actually struggling with food. So our goal is to make sure that we are covering every area of our eight county territory to the best of our ability and making it as simple as possible for our partners to come to us, get that food and go back for last
0: mile distribution. And so you serve eight counties We do serve
1: eight counties. So we go roughly from up in the Foothill area, Nevada border, all the way down to Merced. So Merced County is the furthest south that we go. And then out, of course, toward, you know, Patterson, Mountain House, those areas too. So the big misconception is that Oh, the food bank is in Manteca. They really only cover Manteca, but that is not the case. We have over 90 pantries. And across San Joaquin and Stanislaus, uh-huh. we have our four affiliate food banks that are up... Three of them are up in the foothills and one is in Merced County. Okay. And then our programs and our services are spread everywhere. That's so wild. yeah, it's
0: really incredible. And so... And you said you have two warehouses now. How yes. many... Like what, what's the square footage there? Because if you guys don't ever... Haven't had the <laughs> chance, like I would highly recommend going and seeing Second Harvest, you know, maybe uh, sign up to volunteer, not just at Christmas time, because it's... It is insane. It is impressive. It's like two Costco's, I feel like. It's
1: very large. So our original warehouse, I believe, and don't quote me on this, I think was about 12,000 square feet. Oh, my gosh. And up until about a year ago, it wasn't even really, I mean, it was usable space, but it wasn't efficiently usable, if that makes sense. Very much. I've seen my junk
0: drawer. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: So we were kind of utilizing it as just like overflow storage, those kinds of things. Of course, when COVID hit, we received dollars for capacity. Yeah. And part of the things that we really wanted to accomplish with those capacity dollars was to convert that warehouse into usable space. Yeah. So part of it is our obviously our volunteer center, which mm-hmm. as Sarah mentioned, please come and see us. Many hands make light work, you guys. Oh my God. It chills. I love that. <laughs> it really does make a difference. <laughs> um, so part of that is our volunteer center. And then you'll notice now, and you've seen it, we yeah. put up some racking and we've done some things so that we can store additional food product over there and kind of know what we have. Yeah. And it works just on our regular inventory. And then our other warehouse is right under 19,000 square feet. Oh my. And it is huge. huge. And it has the um,
0: freezer is the size of my house. I
1: know, it's insane. (laughs) (laughs) And when we moved in, so in 2018, when we moved into the new space, we thought, you know what, we're never going to outgrow this place. This is... (laughs) This is amazing. Like we laugh because it felt so enormous to us. And then, and what now here you are <laughs> 2019, COVID hit, and yeah. really everything changed. The amount of people that we're serving, the amount of food that's coming through the doors. We went from, you know, roughly averaging 17 million pounds of food to almost 26 million pounds, oh my 19 gosh. employees to 31 employees which I know sounds like, wow, 31 people. It's really not that many if you think about it. So some of us
0: are office staff, but most of them- You have 31 employees, but you have how many different sites and how many different counties and how like- Yeah. It doesn't sound like a lot when you put it into
1: context. When you put it into context. So that's why, like Sarah mentioned, that volunteer service is so important to us because so much work needs to be done behind the scenes before that food ever even hits the community. Yeah. That- if we don't have the volunteers, it just makes everything go a little bit slower. Yeah. So we're really, really lucky that food is one of those things that resonates with people. Yeah. Nobody wants to think about a senior citizen or a child or a family that can't put
0: food on their table. Very much so. They want to make sure that they're helping. And yeah. so we are blessed in that aspect. It is the most basic of needs. And the fact that like you guys do it in such a, I will say this graceful way Thank you. and like, the humility that you show to your community is impressive because I don't even know how to say this properly, but the way that you offer your services is just so welcoming to people that are obviously having their hardest days and just being able to show up authentically for them and and let them know that like, yes, we are offering you food, but we are also like so much more than that. And I think that that's what people like sometimes miss.
1: And that's huge. So the most common misconception is that if you go to a food bank, it's this like, we're just going to push you through and you're going to get dented cans and broken boxes and food that you don't really isn't the best food, right? Yeah, We have worked really hard over the last several years, especially to ensure that we're trying to put out the most nutrient rich food that we can. Yeah knowing that we are an organization that relies heavily on donations. But you will come through the warehouse and you are going to
0: see, yes, there is going to be some dented cans and some ripped boxes. Yeah, but there's also those sausage links that I love (laughs) that I I was like, hey, those are in my fridge. (laughs) This is You're going to see that stuff too.
1: So the fresh produce, the meat, the dairy, the eggs, that's where that refrigeration and that freezer space really comes into hand. Yeah, You're going to see things like shelf-stable items, the cereal, the oatmeal, the canned goods, staples like flour and sugar and those types of things. So really Really, the food bank is so much more. And we realize that for the participants that are coming through, it's more than just a food bank to them. To them, it is a place where somebody is waiting for them. And that's kind of how we've trained our volunteers and our staff is that we are truly thankful when you guys come because we know how humbling it is. And it didn't really dawn on me specifically until I was taking those telephone calls when COVID first hit and, you know, so many people had lost their jobs and they didn't know how to pay bills or where their next meal was going to come from. And to, to this day, it is, it is has a paycheck away from poverty and every single person. That is wild. And so when you pick up that phone and you have a man on the other end and he's sobbing because he literally has only worked for the last 30 years and all of a sudden he woke up one morning and couldn't do what he does. Yeah. How does he support his family? family mm-hmm. never thought he would ever have to call a food bank to get help this is not
0: the rainy day anyone anticipated and it's
1: not it's been very very different times and i think you know that's one of those things like just knowing that we're a safe space for people that they can come
0: to they can no they matter can. what your status was three days ago you can come here tomorrow and have food in your pantry exactly and like that's important to us yeah it's a huge testament to Second Harvest and what you guys are doing in the community and how you treat the participants that use your services that a lot of them have come back either as a volunteer, as a volunteer, or, or even to work for us. Yeah. And even the volunteers then becoming staff members, yeah. like you guys literally are changing lives in so many ways and touching people in, in such a a huge way that it moves them to want to like dedicate their life's work to this. And it you does. Know?
1: And, you know, I always tell people like usually when somebody comes to us, especially if they're offering like a volunteer service or something large, yeah. um, I'm thinking about a radio station one time that hosted like a huge concert for us. <gasps> oh. And they said, you know, we really just want to turn this over all the funds that we raise yeah. outside of what we have to pay the talent yeah. back to you guys. And I said, that is so kind. Thank you. Yeah. Well, when it came to the end of the event, the guy asked me, do you know why I'm doing this? And I said, well, you know, I know that radio stations have to do a certain amount of community service. And he goes, you're right. He goes, but I'm actually doing this because when I was a kid, my mom was single and we didn't have a lot. So we would utilize our local food banks. And so at any opportunity that I get to give back to a food bank, I want to be that person that can do it. So everybody has a story of, Food insecurity, in their life of food insecurity, of some way, shape. I mean, my own grandmother growing up, I can remember her going to the Second Harvest Senior Brown Bag in Manteca, and every two weeks she would go and she would get her groceries. Uh, but it was more than just groceries for her. She knew that at the senior center, those volunteers were going to be looking for Jerry. Where is Jerry? How is she feeling today? It's The community that it's checks that on community each other. That checks on each other, and we see it across all of our programs. You know, Mobile Fresh. Our favorite side effect of Mobile Fresh, and every employee will tell you this, is when people come through and they say, you know, thank you so much. You guys always give us enough food that we have it for our family. And then we can share with our neighbor, our aunt, my grandma, the lady at the church that we think is alone. So Welcoming people into their home to share a meal and break bread. Yes. And it's building... It's showing these kids and these seniors and the veterans and the families that yeah. there is somebody out there that understands their plight and cares about them. And they have a f- no face and no name, but they still care. Yes. They don't need the face or
0: the name. They nope. have the heart. They have the heart. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. So... <laughs> Clearly, you guys are doing amazing things over there. We're really, really lucky. So a couple of things I want to touch on is, A, how would people get involved? And so if they want to volunteer or they want to donate um, outside of – holidays or big events which we will talk about that coming up. Yes. But how do people get involved? How how do they whether Lots it be of ways. at Second Harvest yeah. or the the satellite the satellite sites. Lots of ways to get
1: involved, honestly. If you go to our website, Sarah alluded to it earlier, www.localfoodbank.org, all of the information that you need to get involved with us is on there. Yes. So Click the volunteer button and it will show you a listing of all of the satellite mobile fresh sites you can volunteer at with the schedule. Yeah, It will show you our warehouse hours, how to volunteer there. It will also lead you to a donation page if you yeah. wanted to make a cash donation to yeah. the food bank. Yeah. We always say cash really does go further than cans. Yeah. And it's not that we don't want your canned goods because we do. Yeah. It's just that with our buying power through Feeding America, the cash tends to go a little bit the further. The rates you're able to get Correct. food with. Yeah, we're
0: able to purchase food. And I will also say that if you guys live on social media like me, there are actual clickable links yes. in their Instagram page too. So you can just head to their Instagram bio, click that link in their bio, and it'll take you to all of those pages. So you click, hey, you want to donate, you wanna volunteer, volunteer you wanna what share your story, whatever. If you And if
1: you get lost
0: on the website,
1: there is a chat bot. Yep. So click that little chat bot and Harvey, our assistant, will talk right back. It's me. I'm Harvey. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, the secrets revealed. I know. Our little assistant will try to help you to the best of his ability. And if he can't help you, then myself or Sarah will pop on and direct you where you need to go. So
0: And so in the spirit of volunteering and donating this summer, you guys have officially brought back a super exciting annual event that like we are gearing up for right now. I don't know how you guys feel about like a good chili cook off, but I am here for it. I hear that there is some spicy options, some vegan options, all kinds of fun stuff happening. And so the second harvest, what annual is this? This is, well, this should be eleven. So the last time that
1: we actually hosted this event was our 10th year, and it was fantastic. It was 2018 in August. And so we have missed this event so much, you guys. It really is a fun, family-friendly event. It's very relaxed. You don't have to be like, oh, it's uptight. You know, we have some... (laughs) Can Chili be uptight? I mean, I guess. (laughs) I think it can be pretentious. I don't know. There is that one dad at the barbecue. I (laughs) I get it. No, we actually, so this is a a cook-off event, but we are looking to feature chefs of all levels, which is I think what sets us apart. So we have the people that are like, you know what? I'm in my kitchen every Sunday. My family loves my chili. I'm going to be here for it. And I have the people that are competitive. They but, compete but travel through, around. Yeah, <laughs> they travel around. They compete throughout the year. And the nice thing is, is it's a blind taste test. So nobody can be like, oh, this one's professional. This one isn't. Yeah. It is literally a blind taste test. And we have people's choice voting where the participants that are at the event actually get to pick and choose their favorite. Oh, I love it. It really is just a fun, relaxed family atmosphere. We've done some new things this year. Um, we're still at the Manteca Transit Center on Main Street and Moffitt, the corner. But we're adding some things, which I think for an event like this that we're just excited to bring back, yeah. that makes us happy. So Neil Butner, who is a local uh, musician. Neil is, B on Instagram. Yes. Five Neil stars. Neil B is going to be at the event. I didn't know that. Serenading everybody. I um, like to keep a little mystery. I love it. Oh, secrets revealed today, people. Okay. All right. We've also done some fun things like some big yard games. So like the Connect Four and the Jenga. Oh, I love it. There is going to be activities there. We want you to bring your family out. We want you to have fun. I keep the prices low for a reason. I was going to say, this is actually cheaper than an hour at the movies
0: these days.
1: It's $10 for an adult if you purchase your tickets in advance. Again, go to that website or click those links on Instagram. Yeah, Or $8 for children under 10, I believe. So awesome. We do want this to be a fun thing that's, you know, easy for families, especially in today's economy. We're looking for activities to do. So we want this to be one of those activities. And the best part of this, because we don't ever do anything at the food (laughs) bank unless it's going to benefit somehow, some way, shape or form. Yeah. So the best part of this is that all of the funds raised this evening are going to be going to our school program to kind of help those sites stay open during the summer. So we have... I believe, 18 sites throughout the school year that we do fresh food for kids at. This summer, we have been able to retain nine of those sites. And you guys... I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, but for schools that are closed, that means asking their staff to come in during their summer vacation, asking their volunteers to come in yeah. and serve these families because the schools are who provide the volunteers for us. And this is nine different sites nine
0: across the Central Valley. Across,
1: yes, yeah, San Joaquin and San Isla's County. So oh my gosh. it is an incredible thing, and yeah. all of the funds raised will help us continue to purchase food items necessary. To get out to those schools. So this is for the
0: kids in your community. In your
1: community. <laughs> yeah, right here like, in your own backyard. Yeah. So, you know, all of the contestants are local contestants from Manteca and Tracy and Modesto and Rippin. And I love it. It's all, you know, your friends, your family. And it's just going to be a really wonderful night. So what are the... uh what, where, when of it all? July the 9th, 2022. It's a Saturday evening. It's going to start at 6 p.m. Perfect. And it is at the Manteca Transit Station, which is 220, I think it's Moffett Boulevard. I think that's right. 220 Moffett Boulevard. I'm going to go with that. We're going with it. But it's you can't miss it, you and guys. And if it's, it's not, we'll tell you guys in a link somewhere. Otherwise. But it literally is on the corner of Maiden and Moffitt. So when you come into town, just come and join us. We do highly encourage you to purchase those tickets at the website. Because they are limited.
0: They, they are limited tickets.
1: Limited and- tickets
0: and the price goes up at the door. Yes. And this is obvious, as we said, a highly missed event from the last few yes. years. So And th- some exciting things. Yes. We have a Save
1: Mart who is sponsoring this for us this year and they are doing a match. So up to $5,000. So oh. They are the main event sponsor at $5,000, but that will match every ticket that is purchased between now and then so you're to $5,000. Your ticket
0: price will actually be double. a double donation to yes. uh, those kids in your community. So have, definitely something you yeah, want to get
1: on. We have really fantastic sponsors. So let me just name off a couple of them. Yeah. Um, Oak Valley Community Bank, Save Mart, Sutter Community Health. You're going to see Watts Equipment. You will see... I don't have the whole list in front of me, but there are some really wonderful community organizations involved. Sarah's going to make sure you guys know who all of them are. Yes. But Black Orchid Brewing, who yes. is going to be opening up their first brewery actually in Tracy later this year, mm-hmm. is going to be pouring some specialized beers for us that evening. Ooh, Yep. They have an IPA and they have a couple of fancy seltzers that they've never tried out before. This is sounding like a date night. I know. It's <laughs> going to be so fun. Right um, up until I have the chili. <laughs> yeah. Capture Culture Films will be there to capture Ah. memories for us. So he'll be taking photos. There's going to be a photo booth. You guys do not want to miss this. My competitors, a lot of them have been with me for five years or more, and they are so stoked to be back and serve the community in this way. So it would make their night, our night, and all of the families that we're going to continue to serve if you came. Do
0: you have any more competitor spots open? I
1: have two spots left. Okay. I've had a lot of interest in those two spots, but but nobody has actually pulled the plug. So. First, all the others went fast. Fast. Yeah. (laughs) So we literally have two spots. I could potentially push it to three, but definitely two. So if you want it and you're waiting, like, Oh, I'm just going to wait a couple more days. Don't wait. Contact me
0: today. Let's get you on the list and get it filled up. I feel like I'm about to go and watch like Top Chef Second Harvest Edition or something.
1: I'm it like like is pretty clear. fun. You won't get to see like all the prep work that goes yeah. into it because that's done earlier in the day. But yeah. you will get to come and you'll get to see
0: like as you walk through the hall. We'll probably have some behind the scenes of yes, that we actually. Will so sure. stay tuned. Yes, <laughs> have
1: behind the scenes. Yeah. So when you come, you're actually going to see all the competitors. They pour their heart and soul into their chili, but they also decorate their tables. Oh, I love which it. Which is a lot of fun. Okay. So we will have voting for people's choice for the hottest table. And then it is cash prizes, you guys. Oh. So 250 bucks, I think, is the main prize and it goes down from there but we do give away cash prizes
0: and those coveted winner's aprons oh that's fun okay all right so july 9th starting at 6 6. p.m at the manteca transit center second harvest food bank of the greater valleys chili cook-off event Love it. I cannot wait. My challenge to anyone listening is, of course, go get your tickets for this event before they sell out, but also reach out to Second Harvest. And especially because I know that there's small businesses and, you know, people in the community that, you know, want to give back because they have had so much community support. This is a great organization to do that with. So if you and your team are looking for a really awesome team building exercise and you are afraid Of heights because you don't want to like go climbing a tree or something. (laughs) I could pass. We're not doing Spartan. No, not not today. I would highly recommend reaching out to Jessica and her team at Second Harvest. They are so amazing. And I think that you will get back way more than you end up giving. And it's just, it's such an amazing space and an amazing team. So that's my challenge to anyone that's listening is of course go get your tickets for the chili cook-off, but then Also, yeah, long term, reach out to Jessica and and see how you guys can get involved in helping the people in your community, the kids, the seniors in your community, you know, meet the most basic of needs. So uh, I just... (laughs) We can't do it without all of you. Honestly, it does take a full team effort. Like we're there kind of guiding it, but it
1: is a full, all hands on deck. Everybody helps everybody.
0: Annually, just real quick before we go, annually, how many volunteers do you guys have? Oh, goodness. Gosh, I don't even know.
1: I could definitely get you that number though yeah. that we could
0: post somewhere. Yeah,
1: I can literally. <laughs> we're content planning now. we content planning, but I can literally visualize it on my annual report. But I just cannot pull the number out of my head. Hundreds, but hundreds. Love yeah, it. maybe actually closer to thousands. But Love it. and you know the value of a volunteer. Just so you guys know, yeah. we are in California. Everybody knows that lives here. It's kind of an expensive state, especially to hire employees. Yeah. We could never hire enough hands to to do the work that our volunteers do. So, you know, average cost of a volunteer this year is at $29 an hour. Could we afford to pay that? No, we absolutely cannot. That's why your work, your volunteer activity, the extra time that you come in and and do those things is so important to us because literally we could not do
0: what we do without our volunteers daily. I love that. Yeah. Well, Jessica, I just want to say thank you again so much for taking the time to come out here. I'm so excited. I honestly can't wait to see all the activities that come out of this chili cook-off. Yeah, it's going to be good. And if you guys want more information, you guys can go to Instagram and Facebook. It's at LocalFoodBank209. And then as she had said, the website is www.LocalFoodBank.org. Yes. So be sure to click through, check those spaces out. Out, reach out. As she said, she mans the DMs and all the things. Yeah, all so the things, so if you're fine. wanting more information from like the Second Harvest Guru, that's who's answering uh, all your questions. So yes. feel free to reach out and Thank you again, Jessica. I really appreciate it. And for anyone else looking for the next podcast, head over to at Jane Media Services on Instagram and www.janemediaservices.com for more information on the rest of our podcasts and things like that and all of our other upcoming events.